Let's talk the running back positional battle for Arizona State Sun Devils football in this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Sun Devils is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and as always, I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, make sure that you hit like and subscribe. And turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. And, of course, stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter, RichieBrads36, and the podcast at LO underscore Sunnivals. Now, yesterday we had started our conversation of the camp positional battles way too early look in May. We started with the offensive line. There's a lot going on. We turn now to the running back position. And I'll tell you right now, there's, there's not nearly as many guys to talk about here. In fact, there are six running backs on this roster right now. The official team website only lists four. I will tell you that Kyson Brown has not been included yet. He's an incoming three-star freshman for the team. And Javen Jacobs is still listed as a wide receiver, but we'll talk about him a little later. So what I would like to do is break this up in half. We're going to talk about three guys right now. We're going to talk about three guys in the next segment. And then the final segment, we'll just talk about my overall thoughts. So Let's start where it pretty much ends as far as who the starting running back is. I don't feel like there's too much competition here, but of course I'm open to it. Cameron Scadaboo. Scadaboo is, of course, the transfer from Sacramento State who absolutely tore it up in his two years with the team. He last year was the all big sky player of the year as he ran for 1,372 yards, seven touchdowns, also caught 31 passes for an additional 371 yards and three more touchdowns. The dude had 1,700 scrimmage yards. In the meantime, he had seven yards per carry and 12 yards per reception with those 10 touchdowns. I mean, the dude did everything for you. In fact, he even, for what it's worth, had three punt returns for 25 yards, Five kick returns for 105 yards, which included a 105-yard long. That can't be right. No, I, that's really weird that ESPN has that. Please disregard that. And he also uh, completed the pass for a 19-yard touchdown. I mean, the, the dude did everything. He's coming to Arizona State, and yes, there is going to be a learning curve here. He's going to have to adjust from Big Sky football to Pac-12 football, and that is quite the jump in competition. It will not be easy whatsoever. But what we've seen in camp from him so far is very, very optimistic for us to proceed forward. We should be optimistic is what I mean. It's been it's been very nice to see. And the way he plays the game just makes you think you should be able to transition. He's really smooth. He's 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 a guy who can make a cut and just blast through a hole. He's quicker than he is fast but he hits hard. He runs through contact. He catches the football. Well, overall, I just look at Cameron Scadaboo and I just feel like I'm seeing a dude who can potentially be that bell cow 
in the Kenny Dillingham offense to the point where I don't even know if he's going to be here in 2024 because if he takes off this year like I anticipate him to hopefully do, he might have the NFL calling his name. So I look at Scadaboo, 5'10", 212-pound running back, and I think to myself, yeah, this is definitely the uh, starter for Arizona State. And it's not disrespect to any of the other five guys that are on the roster here, right? But you just look at the frame of work. The dude just has so much more compared to anyone else. I mean, the next dude in terms of like overall touches behind Scadaboo is the Carlos Brooks with a whopping, what is that, seven, 77 career touches in terms of scrimmage yards. Like, it's not even close. Scadaboo had almost almost half of that just as a receiver last year. This is definitely a guy who not only has proven, but also has the, the production to match with all of that volume that he's previously received. So this is definitely running back one. This is definitely the week one starter. But with that in mind, there is some competition here that will be able to push Cameron Scadaboo for a role in the offense. ASU has definitely tried to involve multiple running backs in the offense for several years. And while this is a brand new scheme with Kenny Dillingham, I still anticipate that the Sun Devils will try to get multiple guys involved. You know, you've got the Carlos Brooks, you've got Tevin White, George Hart, incoming uh, freshman Kyson, Kyson Brown, and uh, Javon Jacobs translating. With those six guys on the roster, I think that ASU is going to find a way to at least give everyone an opportunity. Maybe not give everyone a featured role, but, you know, get these guys out there and say, what can you do for me? And that brings me to our next guy here, to Carlos Brooks. Now, Brooks is a local kid, Chandler High School, went to um, Cal, played two seasons there. His, or not rookie, I always go to say that. His freshman year, he only had 10 carries, but he turned it into 96 yards, one catch for seven yards. And then as a sophomore, he actually got a little bit of decent touch. Or you know what? That He might have been a junior last year. I'm not 100% sure. I'm looking on ESPN. It, it lists him as a junior. I think he's redshirt. I'm not 100%. Um, he is a redshirt junior. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. So uh, last year, 59 carries, 250 yards, one touchdown, eight catches, 18 yards. Nothing too crazy, but you know, it was nice that he started to get a little more work so that we can get maybe a little better picture of what he is. Well, he's going to come to Arizona State now, and I feel like that 59 carries is something that he can very much repeat with the program. We'll see what ends up coming out of this, but I do think that the Carlos Brooks should get an opportunity. We didn't see him much, if at all, during uh, spring practices. I believe he was banged up at the time, which led to the opportunity for Javon Jacobs to be able to show out. But DeCarlos Brooks should be good to go for the start of the year. Uh, I I anticipate, like I said, and we'll continue to echo this, this should be a team that is looking to get uh, as many opportunities for all the running backs as possible to see what's there. It doesn't mean that Scadaboo isn't going to be running back one. It means that you're going to give the other five guys an opportunity to decide the pecking order, right? Javon Jacobs hasn't played running back yet, but if he shows off the most, he's running back two. If a uh, redshirt freshman, Tevin White, that we're going to talk about in just a moment, blows up, he's running back two. Maybe he's running back one. I don't know. We'll wait and see. And that transit transitions me over to the aforementioned Tevin White. Now, White did not get a lot of opportunity last year. When he did, he looked solid. 
He ended up taking a red shirt freshman season. He is back with the Sun Devils. He is a six foot one, 210 pound running back, a former four star recruit who averaged 4.8 yards per carry last year. And I look at Tevin White and you just see the physical specimen that he is. And I'm not, I'm not this person, but I know some people were like, oh, this is Adrian Peterson, you know, the, the typical BS that we spew when we're talking about prospects and whatnot. So I look at Tevin White and I do see some nice potential here. I do think that he's got the overall athleticism and the upside and the potential to be a feature back for the team. It's just really hard to judge that because he got such few opportunities as a freshman, but you can't blame Arizona State when you had X Valade, who was one of the best running backs in the conference, arguably the best back in the conference. And you also had a very quality guy in Daniel Legato. Like it's just hard to get opportunities at that point. And when Arizona State goes three and nine on the air, it's not like you're running the football a lot with anybody except your lead guys. So that's just kind of the situation that Tevin White found himself in. But he's he's back. If he's not back, someone let me know because this is not the first time I've been wrong. He's listed on the team's website, though, so I'm going to roll with it until I'm proven wrong. Otherwise, Tevin White, interested to see what he can do. I do think that he is one of those guys that you do need to give an opportunity to. I think that he's somebody that deserves an opportunity. You know, he's bided his time. He redshirted even in a season that was very much lost and should have been giving the young guys opportunities. I think he's earned it. And I want to continue to see him work his way up and, and earn those opportunities, continue to earn them. Like it's not just about it being passed down, kind of what I'm alluding at, but also him earning the opportunities as a player. These are the top three guys right now. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to take a look at the other three guys right behind them. But before we get that far, I got to talk to you guys once again about FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel right now during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel's great. They have promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app where you can get paid instantly. They have promotions. They've got buildable parlays. They've got player props. they got everything that you're looking for. It's why there's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Special shout-out to my everydayers that are here every day. On tomorrow's episode of the Locked on Sunnables podcast, we will be taking a look at the pass catchers. I am looping the tight ends and the wide receivers together in one episode of the Locked on Sun Devils to talk about the positional battle. And man, is that going to be a heated battle? Make sure you tune in tomorrow and like and subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts. Next three guys I want to talk about. This is, this is about as unproven as it's going to get. I guess we can start with the guy who has the most volume, and that's George Hart. And George Hart has truly just gotten like no opportunities to do anything with Arizona State. As an offensive player, in two years, he has just 14 career touches. 13 carries, one reception. 10 carries as a freshman in 2021. Just three carries last year, and he had the one catch in 2021. Of those 10 carries in 2021, he only had 19 yards. 
And then last year on his three carries, he had six yards. So he is averaging, uh, what's that end up being? Like that's, that's yeah, it's under two yards a carry. Like just barely under two yards a carry. You could round it up to two, obviously. And only three yards per reception. And I don't have anything listed here about his abilities as a return man. Honestly, if he wants to get onto the field at this point, I feel like he should definitely try and get that opportunity because it it should be a wide open competition for those for those return man opportunities for the team right now. It's it feels like it's Javen Jacobs. It'll be the incoming receiver, uh, Jordan Tyson. But then after them, like there's really not much going on, which could lead to an opportunity for George Hart to step in. But again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak on that because. I true I don't see anything here. So I feel like it's fair to say that George Hart is probably not a return man, but right now looking at the running back room, I think he's just got to find a way to stand out, find a niche, and that could potentially be that niche that we're looking for here. If I had more to say, I would. I'm I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for all these guys. Next, I want to talk about Kyson Brown. He is the incoming freshman for Arizona State. Three-star prospect out of Lancaster in Texas, five foot eleven, two hundred pounds. Uh, apparently, his nickname is Sip. I'm looking on here at his uh, profile on MaxPreps.com, and they got him listed as Kyson Sip Brown. So, take a mental note of that. I don't know if that's gonna if that's gonna translate to college, but it's worth noting, I suppose. So, looking at him, looking at his stats, I believe I'm reading this right. Um, in his final season, he ran for 707 yards with a whopping 9.6 yards per carry because he did that 707 yards on just 74 carries. He was averaging 88.4 yards per game. He had 11 rushing touchdowns, 13 total touchdowns. Dude was a stud. He was able to produce for a Lancaster team that was actually pretty solid a year ago, if I am reading this correctly. Again, I've actually never been on max preps before, as crazy as that sounds. So I could absolutely be reading this the wrong way. But it looks like, at least in their final game against West Mesquite, they won 68-7. to And Kyson was one of the guys that was involved in that game in order to get them to that point. So he, uh, he carried the ball eight times for 201 yards. Like, he's got that explosive capability. From here, it'll just be a matter of him actually being able to put it together and move forward. Again, this is a three-star recruit. He was the number 77 running back last year, the number 203 prospect in Texas, and just inside the top 1,200 prospects in the nation with 1,193. What'll be playing into Kyson's favor is the fact that he is the youngest guy here, and the potential for everyone in front of him to be gone next year or even in two years is very much a possibility. So if Kyson can find a way to impress and keep in mind, he is one of the recruits from Kenny Dillingham. So this is clearly a guy that they want on the roster, not just him. Sean Aguano was also involved in recruiting the running backs here. If they have that faith in him, it will be worth noting and worth paying attention to, to see what happens next for him. But again, similar to George Hart, there's just nothing to go off of because he is a true freshman. You want to talk about nothing to go off of, though. Javen Jacobs. Jacobs was purely a return man last year. He really got next to no offensive opportunities. He was a wide receiver. He is now translating to running back. 
And I've talked about Javon Jacobs before, so I don't want to spend, you know, another hour gushing about him because quite frankly, I'm, I'm a very big Javon Jacobs fan. If there's not a fan club, I would like to start that fan club. Looking at Jacobs, though, he just looks so similar to DJ Foster in more ways than one, but maybe none more so than the guy who's wearing number eight and willing to do whatever the team needs him to do. Where DJ Foster translated from running back to receiver, Javon Jacobs is translating from wide receiver to running back due to the scarcity of proven talent at the position. And Javon's not even proven. Like, again, he's gotten not a lot of opportunities with ASU so far outside of special teams. But I'll tell you what, this is definitely a guy who's got the grit, determination, and the attitude to make a position change for the team, find a way to stand out, help the team win football games. And that is immeasurable when you're looking at those kind of football players to build your squad around. That's one of the reasons why I like Javen so much is that willingness that he has demonstrated to be able to be a full team player, not worry about his own personal goals. You know, maybe he wanted to be a hundred catch guy and now there's a chance he will never sniff that instead of being a hundred catch guy. Maybe he's a hundred carry guy who knows, but the bottom line here is that Javen Jacobs is willing to do whatever the really exciting, enticing thing about him is that wide receiver background. I look at the guys on the Arizona state roster right now and outside of Cameron Scadaboo, there's not a lot of proven like receiving ability. And I do anticipate that the Sun Devils are going to want to throw the ball quite a bit, no matter who is under center for the quarterback, whatever it may be. I do anticipate that the Sun Devils are going to want to find a way to throw the football, whether it's the tight ends or the receivers or especially the running backs. You got to get those guys involved outside of Scadaboo. We're kind of wait, wait and see mode on everybody else. But Javon Jacobs, even though again, and I, I will echo this just to make sure this is very clearly stated on my behalf. He doesn't have any college production yet, but he's got the wide receiver background and that's going to stand out moving forward for the Sun Devils to assess, analyze, and see what they want to do with him. He's got that background. We'll see if he is able to maybe win some coaches over to get those snaps, but I do really like Jacobs to be able to stand out in that regard at least. And that's one of the reasons why I really, really like him in this competition, maybe over some of the other guys. One more time, thank you guys as always for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on the notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Special shout out to the everydayers that are here every day. Make sure that you tune in to tomorrow's episode of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast as we take a look at the pass catchers for the Sun Devils. We take a look at the tight ends, the receivers, and break down the competition. Make sure that you tune in. Final overall thoughts. As I said at the top of the show, and I will repeat at the end of the show, Scadaboo is the unquestioned running back one on this roster. That is not a disrespect to the other five guys whatsoever. This is based off of a variety of things, but maybe nothing more so than just the resume. None of these other guys have a resume that even stacks up close to Cameron Scadaboo. Because of that, Scadaboo is just a runaway guy. No pun intended. It's not disrespect to DeCarlos Brooks. It's not disrespect to Tevin White, to George Hart. None at all. There's just not anything there to go off of. And because of that, we need to be careful and we need to understand that we, and especially in a, in a new year, a new system, and a new era of Sun Devils football, need to have guys who can be relied upon to be able to 
lay foundational marks. And maybe Cameron Scadaboo leaves after this year, and it allows some of the guys behind him to get their feet wet a little bit more, right? Maybe Kyson Brown and Tevin White are able to take steps forward from 2023 to 2024 because they were able to learn the system more. They were able to get comfortable, this, that, and the other. Maybe Javen Jacobs gets more comfortable going into year three because he got that opportunity to learn the position more. Maybe he got the opportunity as a receiver and he's going to continue building upon that as a runner. There's lots of different factors that are going to play a part of this beyond 2023. But looking specifically at 2023, this is Cameron Scadaboo's running back room. It's everybody else after that. And it could be any order of those other five guys. I currently have DeCarlos Brooks my number two. He could be number six by the end of the year. Like, it would not surprise me if any order, like you you press shuffle five times and you have five different results. None of those results would surprise me if that was the way the year ended. Even if Scadaboo wasn't one, I don't know if I'd be surprised because we don't know how he's going to translate going from big sky football to Pac-12 football. That's a huge learning curve. He's not guaranteed the success. He just has the volume that makes you believe he can be. So we'll wait and see. But until then, I think that there is a lot of intrigue here for the Sun Devils. I think that there's going to be a lot of really important conversations that are going to be coming up regarding the running back position. Sean Aguano definitely has his work cut out for him. This is this is a room that needs as much coaching as they can possibly get to be able to take that next step forward. If there's a guy that I believe can get that out of them, I do think that it is Sean Aguano, but we will wait and see. What do you guys think of the running back room? Do you guys think that it needs more reinforcements? Do you like the guys here? Who do you like? How would you order them? Is Scadaboo going to be great? What do you think about the freshman? So many questions that need to be asked, so many questions that need answers, and you need to let me know what you guys think. You can leave a comment on YouTube, or you can hit me up at Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrats36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sundevils. But that is all that I have for you guys on today's edition of the Locked on Sunnivals. Thank you guys, as always, wherever you're hitting or wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications. One more time, shout out to the everydayers that are here every day. I'll see you guys tomorrow to talk about the pass catchers for Arizona State Sunnivals football. Till then, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sunnivals.